0: As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast-track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government-accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice.
1: Oil attacks, global tension and fake news were the big issues last week. But what effect did this have on the market? And more importantly, where are the markets headed? Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within, and we are Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Before we move on, show your support for our channel, hit that subscribe button, and remember to click that bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday 7-8pm to Australian Eastern Standard Time. This is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. The China trade war, Saudi oil crisis and low interest rates have all heightened global uncertainty. If you also include the uncertainty surrounding the impending U.S. election in 2020, you would think this is a recipe for world markets to perform poorly. Yet, the All Ordinaries Index, as well as our other world markets, have continued to show resilience. While the momentum on the All Ordinaries Index has slowed, it has risen by around 5.4% in the last five weeks, with the charge led by the financial sector the previous week and the energy and utilities sectors last week. Stocks in the financial, materials and healthcare sectors continue to shine as they've been rising steadily over the past couple of months. I believe these sectors in particular will present great opportunities to buy good quality stocks in the coming months. That said, while healthcare has performed reasonably well this year, financials and materials are due to play catch up with the rest of the market. The energy sector, on the other hand, has been volatile following the drone attacks on the Saudi oil facilities, which knocked out half of the country's production. The flow-on effect saw crude oil prices rise sharply, reaching over 63 dollars a barrel at the beginning of last week, before falling back to around US$58 a barrel. US. Unfortunately, these attacks have been going on for quite some time, and as a result, tensions in the Middle East are high. Now for those who may be concerned about oil prices rising further or even a potential oil crisis, you needn't be as half of the production that was lost has already been restored. Saudi oil executives are also expecting production to be back to normal and fully restored by the end of the month. The best sectors last week including energy up around 3% followed by utilities up almost 1% while the worst performing sectors were consumer discretionary and financials which were both up by approximately half a percent. As for the top performing stocks last week, it's no surprise to see that Northern Star Resources, Newcrest Mining and Worley Parsons did well. After rising strongly earlier in the week, the stocks eased off later in the week, although all were up around 6%. At the other end of the scale, Ramsey was down over 5% early in the week after a major shareholder, Ramsey Foundation, sold a large shareholding to institutions at a heavy discount to the current price. The stock recovered partially to close the week down by approximately 1.9%. Blue Scope Steel was the biggest loser, shedding over 5% by the close. So what do we expect in the Australian stock market? After rising over 4% in the past few weeks, momentum has slowed as it has only risen 1% in the last two weeks, which is a sign that the pullback into the low we've been expecting may be about to start soon. My expectation is that the All Ordinaries Index will fall below 6,400 points to possibly as low as 6,200 points in the next month. If this occurs, stay calm because as we've stressed in the past, this is normal market behaviour and nothing to be concerned about. As for the medium to long term, I'm still expecting the market to be bullish into 2020 and beyond. Therefore, once the low has occurred, I expect the market to rise with the potential for it to make a new all-time high before the end of the year. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for the week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Okay, now obviously Dale is away this week enjoying himself, hopefully getting some sunshine and a lot of Um, R&R and this week uh, you've got me to talk about the market and to answer your questions. Now I've got the all ordinaries up there to show you what's going on in the market. And what to expect um, over the coming weeks. And Dale has been giving you a commentary ongoing and it looks like um, what he's been suggesting appears to be coming to fruition. Now there you can see that um, on the weekly chart, the market actually closed on Friday 6,839 points. Now that was actually quite an impressive move. I did expect the market to actually come back at the end of trade a little bit more than that. You can see though looking at the daily chart uh, here on the screen that the the close for the for the week was actually right down on the bar on Friday, uh, right down towards the bottom of the range. So that's showing you that it's starting to slow down. Now you've got to expect that when markets move to prior highs, they're likely to meet resistance, and this is what Dale's talking about. He had expected that the market could turn. Um, this was a week or so ago. It actually didn't. It continued to rise higher up to the angle of that overall trend that we've seen moving up um, over the past few years so and back up to that prior high which is the August 2019 high of 6958. Now at the moment we're not expecting the market to break through that high first, we're expecting a pullback to come into the market and we could see a further decline unfold. But look, Dale mentioned also that there were three scenarios, so we've got two showing on the screen there, but the third one could be that we only see a short pullback on the market before the market continues on to a new high. And we're still overall bullish. I mean, look at this move up that we've seen from the low in August, four straight weeks up. That's a good move on our market at any particular time. All right, now let's get into the questions. The first question that we have is from YAR who asks, hi Janine and Dale, please analyse Centura Industrial REIT. Now the real estate stocks, they've been quite interesting, they've done quite well over the past couple of years. And this is another example of, of one of those. So you can see that there on the chart, um, Centuri Industrial, CIP is the code, over say the past year or so. Um, this particular stock has gone from trading at around $2.80 or below $3 marks, now trading above or is trading at around $3.30. Now, the trend is really strong on the monthly chart, and this is one of the first things to always remember to look for the the, the, um, particular stock has actually made higher lows. And that's really important to see on the monthly chart as the the price continues to rise. But looking at it, we can see a bit of a slowdown happening. I don't think it's going to be too significant. I would like to see uh, this stock come back and test just below that 320 mark. Once we see it head back above around 338, um, then we know it's continuing higher. But if it actually traded much stronger below 3.20 than I've been expecting and headed back to 3.10, we could be seeing a, um, a return to a more, um, not a bearish stance, but just a bit of a sell-off on the stock just as investors take profits or traders take profits on the stock. And that's just a normal part and parcel of, um, of trading. So right now, I think the stock looks good. There's no reason on the weekly chart, technical reason that I can see to sell it at the moment. I hope you've got some a good set of rules and a trailing stop loss under that rise. Very important to preserve your uh, capital and also your profit in, um, in an accelerating market that may be about to just have a bit of a breather. So that was um, Centura Industrial. Thanks very much for that, Yar. Ja. Now looking forward to the next question we have from Jatin Jagi who asks, can you please look at BUB and SPT Um, I've positions in both of them and would appreciate your knowledge. Look, just remember when you're asking your questions, always talk about some of the things that are important to you about the stock. So you might want to mention why you bought the stock, um, where you bought the stock, at what price you bought it. That can sometimes help me deliver a more quality uh, response to your question. So, looking at Bub there on the screen, you can see that the the monthly chart is showing how much volatility there has been and the liquidity um, over the history of the stock. So, normally, we when we look at daily charts of stocks that are quite a liquid and weekly charts, you can see these gaps in the price action. But looking at the at this particular stock, it wasn't until really around 2017 when real Um, liquidity started to come back into this particular share. So it is a high risk stock to be having in a portfolio. And the important thing with this is to make sure it's not for everybody. It doesn't matter whether the stock's rising or not. It depends on the type of portfolio that you want to run, whether this is suitable. And I've seen a lot of traders really muck up their portfolio strategy by picking stocks that don't suit uh, their own personal risk criteria that they're comfortable with. Um, and also that don't suit the portfolio type. So these more volatile stocks can actually wipe out some of the really good gains that happen on some of the more quality blue chip shares. But right now it's actually holding steady. I think um, this low is really important, uh, $1.10. And remember when stocks trade back below the dollar mark, often this means that a lot of the institutions might not be looking at the stock. Um, It can end up just disappearing off the radar. So that's an important little milestone for a lot of companies to get through. And look, Bubs has got through that stock, which is probably why it's being talked about a lot more. And we can see here that this low of $1.10 is really quite critical. So if it fell below that, we could see a further decline. It could head back below the June 2019 low, which was around 92 cents. A rise, a further rise on the the stock above a dollar forty could be quite a strong indicator that the price is going to continue to rise above this high and possibly make um, new um, long term highs here. So we've got one fifty three as being that level, but so far um, it's holding steady and looks good. But really important that you have a strategy and some exit rules. It's not a stock um, to put in the bottom drawer. So that's bub and then SPT we've also got for you. Looking at this chart, we can see there's not a lot of history on the chart. Okay, So the stock actually started trading here in January 2019. Now what that means to you is that you don't have the history to be able to determine um, a very valid opinion, even to back test the stock and understand how it might perform in the future. Um, and that's really critical. So if, if we see a stock that doesn't have enough history, we just don't trade it because we don't have the, the footprint or um, the analysis that we can apply to the the stock's history. And looking at this particular stock, um, we are seeing a bit of stability return. So we've seen a little bit of a reversal here in August 2019 on the chart where that low formed at 39 and a half cents. And then we saw a little bit of a rise. Now, it's not a strong rise. It's, so it's nothing to get excited about at all because the stock could continue to fall. Just remember that a stock can always make lower lows. Okay, So it doesn't matter whether it's coming back to a prior low. So the, the all-time low so far is this low at 30 cents, a stock can always come back lower and trade below it. So we'd really need to see this stock trade above this um, short-term high here of 64 cents. I think that's the high in uh, week ending 6th of September um, to to have some confirmation that it's going to keep going up. But as I said, right now, this sort of thing represents high risk um, to someone's portfolio if they were um, trading it. Now I'm going to move on now, but thank you very much for that question. That's great. Um, to see that you're looking at um, how you're going to um, be able to manage stocks and how you're going to be able to trade stocks like this because split payments and bub are more volatile stocks and something that you need to really understand um, really well. You need to be able to trade really well before you actually attempt to pick these types of stocks. Now, fortunately, further questions that we've got ahead go into much bigger stocks, more quality stocks that you can actually make good money on over the long term. Okay, the next question we have is from Andrew Canobra who says, Thanks for checking out AMP. I recently picked up some shares in Bubs and Inghams. Would you be able to check them out on your next show? Happy to do that for you, Andrew. And look, you obviously have been looking at Bubs as well, so you, I hope you've enjoyed the discussion that I presented on Bubs just a moment ago. So, Inghams Group, um, interesting if you like chicken, I guess. Um, but not interesting if you want to make money. So looking at the drop that we've seen there, 36.4% fall since the high. Now it doesn't matter what the name of the stock is, whether you like the brand, whether you know the product, what matters is where's the big money going? Is money flowing into the stock or is it coming out of the stock? And just looking at the monthly chart gives you a really good idea um, as to the direction of. Uh, the stock or market that you're looking to trade. So remember, first of all, the very first thing is understand the direction. Now we can see there that it doesn't look like it's um, potentially going to recover at this stage. So we've seen last week, again, further declines in the price and testing that low that formed a couple of weeks ago in August. So we could see further falls on this stock before it actually has an opportunity to recover. Now, I just want to show you something interesting here. So looking at the, um, the overall chart, we can see if we take the, the all-time low for this stock and we go to the all-time high, uh, the stock has actually retraced probably closer to 80 or 90% of its whole run up. And this is one of the reasons why you just don't buy these smaller volatile stocks and, and hold them. So I wouldn't have this stock on the radar at all. It's not a stock that beginners should be looking at. Um, You want to go for bigger quality stocks. And I'm just about to head into some of those with the next question that we have from Dashawind who says, thanks for the channel. I got your workbook on beating the managed funds by 20%. That's Dale's book and love the content. Well, I'll be sure to let him know. And I'm wondering your opinion on Coles Group and Lend-Lease Group. Is there room for a buy in these shares as they're currently looking bullish? Thanks from Dom. Now, I'm glad that you've read the book and I hope that you go on to read Dale Second's book because it explains a lot more. It's a continuation of the first book um, and really important learning there for you, Dom. So looking at COL, I'll bring that up on the screen. Now, as you know, West Farmers actually diverged the Coles group so that we look back here when it came onto the market last year um, and then it fell. Now, often what happens is when a stock comes onto the market, doesn't matter whether it's been diverged from another company or whether it's its first time as a brand new company listing on the the market. What happens is stocks will often fall in the first 12 months of listing, so there's a really high correlation with that happening and could be in the order of 50% or more uh, probability for the stocks to do that. So Coles didn't let people down, uh, so it was quite predictable what happened there. So often what happens is institutions might have more stock than what they actually need um, because the big fund managers will have weightings um, in terms of how much they can hold in particular shares, and they may have been selling that off. And also, bad news, um, you know, negative news could affect the share price and force it down short term. And we saw that happen with um, with the Coles Group, and but yet. Since then, we've seen a really strong bullish rise. So if you're actually following this, you can see that the trend started to turn around and move back up again. So I would actually, um, if, if I was holding this stock, I would continue to hold it for now until it tells me that it's likely to turn. Uh, but at the moment, um, important to have a nice trailing stop. Now, the challenge here is the fact that it's actually gone quite away from this last low. It's rose 15%. So it's a long way from where the current price action is to actually set a trailing stop loss, even a trend line like we talk about in the book. And that's one of the reasons why you've got to have more than one um, trailing stop loss rule to manage these shares. So, some of you may have actually done the trading mentor course. That provides another strategy to add to your toolkit bag in the market and build on your thinking about trend lines. And it can often be more shorter term. And those rules that are in that course are what I use every time I analyze a stock. That's the first thing I'm checking for um, when I'm looking for a strategy to trade a share. So, um, Coals we've seen there it looks strong, likely to continue to move up. Um, personally, I think that, that it's looking really good now, making new highs. So that's what you want to see on any stock. Now, lend lease moving ahead with lend lease, we can also see that's been rising of late too. But we can see that the rise has actually been slowing. So there was a big push up on the lend lease share price just um, over a couple, around a couple of months ago. That was back in August. We saw that big move right through the $16 mark towards 17 and then slowly continue to rise up around that level. Into last week, we saw the close come back. So that's always a sign that things are slowing down. When you're seeing those highs of the bars actually not getting much higher, something to watch for, you know that the share's likely to pull back. It doesn't mean that the share's um, going to fall out of bed when it does pull back, um, but it's something to watch anyway. And really important to actually think about, well, how am I gonna manage my holding in Lend-Lease going forward? Um, what trailing stop loss am I going to set? And it's not about, remember, it's not about looking to take a profit when a stock gets to a particular. Price, right? This has been proven over history, time and time again, not to be a good way to trade. But interestingly enough, when people haven't got the right knowledge and education, this is what they revert to. And this can actually cost you a lot in the long run, Um, can mean that you miss out on some really good profits over time. So, for example, you know, had you actually sold out at a particular price because you were thinking that you wanted to take it at $15, um, you would have missed out on all of these gains that have just happened. in the weeks that followed. So at the moment, Lend-Lease looks quite good, but I'd be continuing to watch that one and manage that one closely. Now, the last one I've got here, the next question is from uh, Retev, who says, I love your show and I'm learning a great deal. Thanks very much. Um, we enjoy delivering it as well and always have a lot of fun on the show. Uh, I've seen and read that PainCheck is doing very well, but do you think it will continue to rise? I've not yet bought, but I'm thinking about it. Thanks, Loretta. Great to see another lady out there watching the show and actually following what we're talking about. Good for you. Um, looking at PainCheck, I think that... Um, It's actually done what it's going to do for now. I think it's more likely to take a bit of a breather. And the the way you can tell that is by looking at the opens and closes on on the bars and seeing what the the market is thinking, because this is telling you what the psychology of the traders are thinking. Now, obviously that there was a bit of a sell off on um, Friday towards the end of the day, you can see that the stock actually opened up and at the same level, it closed the prior day and then traded lower. It did get a little bit higher for the for the day compared to Thursday and it's pulled back. So this could be the start of the decline. And look, you'd expect it to. Stocks don't go up forever. They're going to take a bit of a breather. And... Um, I I would say that we could see a little bit of a pullback over the coming weeks. Look, it may still continue to rise over time and take out the all-time high. You can see on the monthly chart there in October 2012, the high there at $0.44, it's still got the potential to get through that over time. But look, with these sort of stocks, this is a really volatile, risky stock, and and I guess it depends on what you decided to do in terms of managing your rules, because it's not just about whether it's likely to continue to rise. Um, It's more about how you're going to manage your risk and preserve your profit and, and your capital going forward. Um, So I hope that you've got a good plan for that. If you haven't read Dale's book yet, Loretta, then really important that you do and start to understand some of the the theory behind managing those rules. But this type of stock is is not for the inexperienced and even experienced traders don't tend to trade these types of stocks because news could come out and the stock could drop 20 or 30 percent, which doesn't tend to happen so much on the bigger shares that would much Um, Less risk involved. Now, I think that's um, the last stock that I've got for the show today, and I hope you've enjoyed the discussion. I look forward to you joining us on our Wealth Within Live program. Remember to subscribe to the channel and to click uh, like that you like the program as well, and um, help us to deliver a better show. By getting involved and asking those questions. We really enjoy the fact that you're interacting with us and look forward to um, a great night tomorrow night. And I look forward to sharing some um, interesting secrets with you and I hope um, you can make it. So take care. Happy trading. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Center.